When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello everyone, welcome to the Serbian Corner. We have no music. A show where a couple of Serbians talk about the Nuggets on the DNVR YouTube channel and the DNVR Nuggets podcast feed. My name is Miroslav and I am joined as always when there's actual basketball to be talked about by Voya. Voya, how's the summer treating you and how do you feel? And do you feel ready to talk some super intense hoops? I am, I am ready. Summer's great. I watched a lot of shows, movies. Um, re, I'm uh, almost done with the book. So there's no ba- when there's no basketball, I realize there's so much more, so much free time. So I'm about I'm ready to talk some hoops. We have finally Serbian basketball. We're not. I guess we're not talking about the Nuggets. We're talking about the Nuggets in Serbian uniform. Yeah. Let's just clear out the, the the main things I have to say. So what we do on this show is a weekly recap of Nuggets basketball, quick takeaways, main teams, disagreements, and everything else. But since there are still six weeks to the start of NBA season, we are going to help you, the international Nuggets fan, to hope to cope with the massive time period of watching uh, the best player in the world, your Nikola Jokic, playing for the Serbian national team in the FIBA World Cup qualifying games, and right after that, in the Eurobasket. So we have some exclusive data you gathered from the insider from the arena because Serbia just finished their first preparation game against Montenegro in, in Belgrade Arena, I guess. Yep. How, what, how, how did the game go? Well, I mean, we, well, Serbia won 82-73. That was, I think, the, this one of the... Sp- uh, portals back home is reporting as well. I think they had some in some people there. Uh, overall, I mean, good. I think like better than than yesterday's scrimmage because they played uh, they played like uh, five on five yesterday against each other. So had like a uh, teams one and two. Uh, so that was that was much better. Uh, Jokic had his regular, you know, some of, one of his games. Like had twenty three minutes, sixteen points, eight rebounds, six assists. Seven of ten from the field, seven of nine from two, zero, you know, oh, one for three. I don't even know if I don't think he had any. I don't know if he had any free throws. Uh, he was like plus thirteen, index efficiency twenty five. So like his regular, like it's not just in the it's not just in the NBA. He has the he has the the efficiency range in in Europe too. The rest of it is, I think it's it's going to ramp up. I think it's going to be better than. Um, Obviously, then uh, uh, the next day will be better than the previous. I think that's kind of how it's going to trend. Um, it was interesting. Just you know, my friend was was there doing the doing the scores table and statistics. So there's a lot of stuff. Obviously, I I, I can't say I don't want to get him in trouble with like interactions and, and jokes. Mostly, it was mostly fun because Montenegro and Serbia. Um, it, it was, they're all friends basically, so it, it was just a lot of fun. Uh, but but yeah, obviously, like it's overall for the camp, it's gonna be interesting how they set up the the whole play. We know Teodosic was was cut. You talked about that with the guys. 
uh, Ramovic is hurt. I think Bielica got hurt in the in the first few minutes. He got out of the game. Obviously, I have no idea if this is like going to be public, but I mean, if Sport Club was there, I mean, you know, I can say it, I guess. Yeah. And it, uh, it didn't, I don't know if it's going to be anything serious. It, it was just a scrimmage, so better safe than sorry, probably. Then, then like he's not going to be playing. So the starting lineup was interesting, um, interesting setup. And then I think they had better lineups during the game than the, that starting lineup that they kind of they kind of got there. Obviously, uh, one thing that we'll talk about later with just uh, some of the stuff like Jokic with his with the defense in these exhibition games, it's kind of like Tuesday against the Pistons. Like players against him are usually scoring a lot, uh, so that that's the only thing I'm like. I hope that doesn't happen in the in the tournament. But yeah, no, that's he, like the quick recap. Yeah. He he locked down when when it will. Be yeah, exactly. Needed, yeah, of course. it was it, okay. So one yeah, so one anecdote from from this game was. Uh, as we're used, as we're used to seeing him, like call out other people's plays, and he had that at Austin Rivers' lob. He called, they call uh, Montenegro called the play, and he basically called out like, "Oh, this, this." He told the other guy like, "Oh, they're gonna screen that side, not my side, so be ready. It's the uh, that's not the regular play they're on, or something like that." So that was really obviously fun um, every time he does that. So uh, that was cool, uh, and then we'll go into other players and how they perform when we get to the. I guess you're playing with the ranking of most important guys. So this is a quick Montenegro recap. Sure. Before that, Rakia, Rakia shot. So Rakia is the Serbian national alcoholic drink, usually taken before dinner to make a toast. So what this segment is, the is a quick headline, something that uh, made the impression on us quickly and strongly. And for this episode's Rakia shot, I've chosen the FIBA World Cup qualifying games that will happen on August 25th in Belgrade Arena with our DNVR guys in the stands as well mm-hmm. versus Yanis and also in August 28th in Turkey. So to explain how difficult this is, first of all, it's just it's happening a week before the start of the of the uh, Eurobasket, so you need to make your guys be on the top of their uh, top of their form just before they start the Eurobasket, which is insanity. They should ramp up during the Eurobasket and be ready for the uh, top 16 game, which is the first game that will actually uh, decide if you're going for the medals or not. But since FIBA did us a bad favor with the World Cup qualifying games right now i want to show you how dire the situation right now for serbia is so right now serbia is in a group with greece latvia turkey belgium and great britain and right now they're positioned at the position number five and only top three teams will qualify for the world cup you have belgium that has the same uh, that has one one win more than serbia i'm am i watching this Proper. Let me let me see it like this. Yeah, Belgium. Belgium has one win more than Serbia, and actually, they have uh, they have two wins more because they have a tiebreaker. They won two games against Serbia in the previous previous stage, uh, and then you have Turkey with one one win more, and they will meet Turkey two times. So hopefully, if they win two of those games against Turkey, they will have better chances to qualify for the 
World Cup. How do you feel about this? Because you see, we have these two games in August, and then they have another two games in in uh, uh, November, and then another two games in February next year. And those four games will be without our best players, without NBA players, yeah. probably without EuroLeague players as well. But that might change, actually. There, there are some hopes that Euro, EuroLeague players might play for the national teams uh, at that position. How do you feel about Serbia's chances of, of even qualifying for the World Not very good. <laughs> I don't... I, I Overall, I, it, there's more chances that we're not going to be in the World Cup than... Uh, then they're then they were going to qualify. You said it with the tiebreak with Belgium. That was insane. That was some weird stuff. The first game we were up a lot, and then the lights came. You know, went down in the arena. There was like a big break. Then they had to ramp back up, and they lost the game. There were some delays in the second game in Serbia, and then we lost that weirdly as well on the buzzer or something. So very very odd stuff. Again, it's this is kind of a weird FIBA stuff. They're doing a disservice to a lot of these team, a lot of these countries that have good players that are in Euroleague and NBA. First off, NBA they never like they never obviously allow players to just go mid season. It's not like soccer where they have like weekends for national play. Uh, the weird thing is with the Euroleague and FIBA uh, fighting over the over their leagues and stuff. It's a lot of politics, um, and so they're players from EuroLeague can't play in the national team as well. So that basically eliminates 90% of our best roster for Serbia. So that's kind of crappy. All these other, like, de- in, in in quotes, like, developing countries with, for basketball developing countries like Belgium and, you know, Finland, all these, all these, they're not traditionally basketball countries. They can, they can first invest a decent amount of money more than, more than the rest of us. And then also, have uh, domestic leagues that can develop their players and have chemistry during the season, so those players can actually play in the in the qualifiers. N- not nevertheless, like we should have won more games than this. It does suck, and and now it's like you're playing against full full team Greece and full team Turkey in your most inopportune moments because they're also the same problem with them as with us. Like their best teams are not. Um, they don't play on the qualifiers usually. Uh, because of NBA and EuroLeague, so we'll see. It doesn't it doesn't bode well because they have to win the, those two games, then hope something else else happens. They have to win the other ones with without their best players, and that's the problem. Is like all these young guys that were playing for the national teams in the qualifiers, they're already getting better and better and getting into these better clubs, and so we're basically left with just domestically guys, and and it's not not it's not really great. Um, it's one of those worst decisions the FIBA has made. They expanded the World Cup to a lot of countries, but then they also made this weird. It used to be just a month of in the off season. You used to qualify up the qualifiers. Yeah, because yeah, it used to be like in the off season you go and do the qualifiers and then you go forth. And now it just becomes weird. So not good for Serbia. It would be really odd to see a World Cup without us. But it, it is what it is. I mean, we gotta. Everyone has to adapt to it. So. Yeah, the problem is Serbia is a, a very good basketball nation, but the base of players Serbia has is much smaller comparing to the base of players countries like like Spain or Italy have. Even yeah, though, yeah. even because if you lose all of your Euroleague players and that's like thirty guys, that's much worse for you than for let's say Latvia, who has only. 10 guys in Euroleague, so they yeah. lose 10 of their guys and you you lose 30 of your guys. So when you look at it, yeah, it's bad for 
for good teams, but it's especially bad for good teams from small countries. Exactly. So yeah. it's 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 a tough situation. Let's talk a, a bit about the two opponents for the qualifiers. Mm-hmm. Let's start with Greece. What do you see? Did you did you get the chance to watch a game by Greece? I, I caught some of it, not 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 a lot, as as far as I've seen. Just the, their their roster, honestly, was enough for me to know this, that the game's not going to be close for you know with Spain. Uh, Spain is always in the top of the favorites and stuff, just because of tradition, and you you don't want to bet against them in general. Like that 2019 team showed it, and like the one uh, I think 20. 2015 Euro um, European Championship with Gasol being like 40 years old, like they won that one. So you never want to bet against their great coach, and uh, they all still have some of these veterans in there. But Greece is one of the strongest teams, in my opinion, probably the favorite. If I had to pick a favorite, uh, besides like let's see Gr- the players. Greece. So we have yeah. four of the Tokumpo ga- brothers. <laughs> I don't yeah. know how many of them will finish on the yeah. top 12. So I think I think Costas. He played in France last year, and he was the one with the Lakers. That was the, the I think the third youngest, or maybe the youngest, but the tallest of them. He was really decent in Asphalt and um, uh, and Giannis, obviously. So I think two of them. That's a really good center lineup because that's. And then they have you know we can uh, let me see pull up. They the have rest, Nick, Nick Nick Galates, Tyler <laughs> Dorsey, yep. Apayanis, Sacramento legend, yeah, Costas yeah. Lucas. It's yeah, an, so basically, it's basically those, it's interesting because those are some of the names, like, obviously, they're, when you talk about in the NBA community, like Papianis, Lucas, like, people would scoff at it. The thing yeah. is, that's long, it's long time ago, like, Kalathis is good, but the the main thing there is that you have, you have, uh, uh, Kalathis was one in Memphis that people were, like, kind of, you know, it's kind of a comedic punchline in the Memphis, uh, Memphis fans, and, and obviously Papianis with Kings, but... Giannis is really good and was really good in the last few years and like huge. a regular center. He's not, he was drafted too high. So expectations were like through the roof, but not, it shouldn't have been that. Uh, Costas Lucas is one of those, like the most clutches, one of the more, more clutch guys that Greece ever had. Like, you know, the basically like played for, I don't know, now 15 years, the, at the same level, you know, kind of point guard shooter again, clutch, so he's he, he you know and, and he doesn't need too many minutes to make an impact in the in the team. Tyler Dorsey, obviously, if people follow college, he used to be in um, he used to be in um, uh, Oregon, I think. I think might have been in Dylan Brooks's uh, generation. So that's an interesting, basically like naturalized player. They got a passport. Um, and you know, Manzukas. Uh, they have one of the when basically like their their like regular best teams that they they can pull and. With Antetokounmpo being who he is and being like, I'm not gonna have the ball in my hands all the time. I don't want that. I want the win. Finally, they brought it to this as their coach, one of the greatest coaches in in Europe. He was he's the he was the best man, or he, he's like in a godfather type relationship with Jacob Bradovic. He won a lot in CSK Moscow, so he actually will know how to use Giannis. And we saw against Spain, like he was using him as a center and Giannis was fine let me let me do that I just want to win and that was always the issue with Greece national team it wasn't the Giannis was bad it's that the people didn't know how, they were afraid I think to implement some different things because they thought okay he's the best player he should just have the ball in his hands all the time so finally 
they're they're using him as they should. Yeah, and also, I mean, they did, you know, not leave the group stage back in 2019. So I was trashing them a bit because I I enjoy trashing Greece because Greece is a traditional yeah. uh, rival of of Serbia and Yugoslavia. So I like to trash them. And we always but... we always kick kick their asses. So that's also yeah, <laughs> that's also part of it. Although recently we've had some hiccups against them, to be honest. But but the thing is, as you said, they will they will use him uh, smart more smartly this time around. And also, let's not forget that he is a much much better player than he was three yeah, years ago. That's, that's a big difference. I was looking at his at his stats season by season, and it's insanity. Actually, in his first like seven seasons Jokic is so much better than him but when you look at these last couple of seasons he's really catching up to Jokic even though you know he's a more experienced guy there so it's a really impressive stuff from from let, let's say honestly like like the best player in the world or co-best player in the world next to our Nikola okay let's yeah. let's move to the Turkey now <clears throat> So Serbia got a bit of a lucky break because they're playing Greece at full strength at home. So that makes it more probable for yeah. them to win them, even if they don't. And I feel that Turkey got a bad break playing Serbia at full strength in, in Istanbul because, you know, I don't think Turkey is as good in a, as good as, as Greece for sure and is, as Serbia. So since the the best version of serbia is coming to istanbul to play there i think serbia has a better chance at winning there uh, than if they would play without euroleague guys and and everybody else so who plays for turkey we we've seen that tyler dorsey american guy is playing for greece now we have shane larkin even a bigger name i guess yeah. in euroleague level American guy. Then they have Cherry Osman. They have Alper and Shangun. They have Furkan Korkmaz. Do you see any any other interesting names? Uh, I think Sertet Sanli. Yeah, I think it was a. I think it's a center. Um, I mean, Mamatoglu. I think is, is like a dead eye shooter type. Um, and I don't know. There might be some some like uh, younger guys that I've kind of missed. Basically, I mean, they don't have. Them and the thing is with them is they're always tricky with especially playing against us. But you're and right, at, we, at we're at full strength. They shouldn't. It shouldn't be that big of an issue. But again, you have Chetty, Shane, Alper, and Shengun. Like you need a few guys in these you know national national team national league teams um, to to be you know to be the guy. You don't need it's not the NBA is like you need you don't need like seven guys. Um, you just need three or two, you know, two or three really good ones, and then everyone else to just know their role and perform what they're, you know, within their lane. You know, if if you're open, make a shot. And the thing is, you got to understand. You'll see, I think, in in the Eurobasket for all the for all the American uh, fans that watch, you'll see just how con for at least from what I from what my experience is like how constantly everyone is shooting, like consistently people are shooting. It's maybe they're not making like playmaking shots like the NBA. Like they're not gonna step back you and you know do the you know Bones Highland stuff or James Harden's. But if they're if they're you know if their moves and and their like tact you know tactics within the game work, they might you know when the open shots are open, most likely they're they're making those. And that's another thing is um, a lot of a lot of plays in the NBA because it's a long season. They're they're simplified uh, because. Of, 
so many, you know, you also want to keep some in the playoffs, but they're simplified within the season. But in Europe, like, again, because it's different also strategy, there's no defensive three seconds. It's more gets condensed on defense. You have to run a lot of a lot of motion, a lot of actual plays. My friends always joke with me, like, zipper action in Europe is just to get the guy open to actually start a regular. So their, their main uh, set and in NBA zipper is to score. Yeah. Uh, so that you, that's what you see also in, in your, in the European uh, basketball as well. Like it'd be a lot of, a lot of stuff going on on the court. Like you might think like they're just running around without any purpose, but it's a lot of action and, and motion. And it's very scripted, it, very scripted. Yeah. Very scripted. Yeah. So that'll be interesting. That's why it's like, you need one or two guys in, in case there's something, you know, the other team is really good. Uh, and, on, and on defense, you need them then to take over, which again, with, Serbia, we have Jokic, Giannis. Giannis has uh, Greece has Giannis, and then in um, Turkey's example, you have less of them. Like so, you have you're relying a lot on Chad Yosman, which I don't think he proved in their national team that he can carry it that much. So it'll be interesting to see how Shengun fits into that. He's very interesting, uh, but also young. And and if we're Korkmaz is he is what he is. Like he's a shooter, and he can maybe do some stuff. But I, I that game, I'm not as worried although there shouldn't be like a written in win uh it's, it's yeah, of course Turk- Turkey is easier. a much yeah. better team playing at home than playing playing anywhere yeah. outside of turkey we all remember turkey being uh world number two back in 2010 when the world cup <laughs> happened in istanbul and we do remember how they they ejected us in the semi-finals game which uh was rather nice not. yeah <laughs> <Remember. I remember. laughs> <laughs> but we we do remember a guy yeah. stepping out of bounds. Okay, yeah. so Voya, listen, I am super hungry, and Let's this is why it. we are gonna have two Bureks of the week this time around. So first of all, Burek is a nice juicy pastry dish that comes either with cheese, spinach, or meat, and it's well known because Nikola Jokic used to eat it a lot when he was younger. Around the time he was turning pro. So this segment is the best thing of the week, what we like the most, what is the juiciest storyline, performance, or a whole game. Basically, our high-calorie count topic we like the most. So for our first Burek today, we are not, trying, we are not going to try to guess which 12 guys will be Serbia's national team on the Eurobasket because even when you have a very educated guess, you cannot get it for sure because there's always some last-minute injuries or even some guys at the last minute can recover from an injury. So we have no idea who, who the tw- final 12 guys will be. But we can talk about the main guys. We feel the guys that will have the main the main role on this, on this tournament. So let me just start. Let me try sharing my screen. Oh, this is... Okay. <laughs> okay. We are doing it live. Uh, where is it? Where is? I mean, we. It? It's probably first. Probably Jokic. Yeah. Yeah. Let's <laughs> let's start with Nikola Jokic. I guess he should have a pretty good, pretty big role on this yeah. tournament. First of all, do you think that we will finally see Nikola as the main guy, the central piece of the Serbian national team? Yeah, I, I think so. I think even the, these last couple of days. From from what I was from what I was talking to a friend to the friend uh, in that was in the arena when the practices and all it does seem like it, 
um, the, you know, Vasa Mitic has the ball, but it's like the Jamal Murray type has the ball. Like it's, it looks like that, that that's how it's going to be. And considering also the stats that he had today, especially with like 16.8 rebound, six assists, doesn't that remind everyone of the, you know, per, per 36, like, you know, would be what he has in the NBA. So good efficiency, you know, decent amount of shots, like 10 shots in a 40 minute game. And he played 23 minutes, like, and, and a, it's not even like, you know, playoff game. It just took a warm up style. So even in a warm up, he had those stats and that type of shooting. I think that they're do. I, I really want to see how it looks, but as, as so far on paper and how, what I'm told, it does seem that he's going to be the main guy, which is logical. Uh, what do you, what do you think um, would be the best way to use him? Do you think you know as same as the Nuggets basically copy the playbook or try something differently? I always talk about uh, Coach Pesic because he is he is the guy that will engineer Serbia's game here. And what he did back in two thousand two, he leaned heavily on on Vlade Divac, Peja Stojakovic, kind of a kind of a two-man game and of course using Dan Bodiroga as a third guy who clutch guy who who was uh, making all the tough shots he's the the closer for baseball people (laughs) yeah yeah something like that even though I have no idea what baseball really is Um, (laughs) so I really think that that coach Pesic will continue with that and just use Nikola as much as he can in a role similar to to the one he has on the Nuggets. And to be honest, when you look at the Serbia national team around him, he was building it pretty much to give him enough defenders. Well, at least I hope he will be playing with uh, mostly defenders around him and also some pretty good shooters on on that team as well. So you could could, uh, uh, make a kind of a clone of Denver Nuggets basketball there i'm really sad that uh, the, the tenure of uh, igor kokoskov didn't last longer because he was actually trying to to have michael malone on the coaching staff but uh, uh svetislav pesic used to spend some time in the us as well he was uh, he was working a lot with coach pop for instance and also with pat riley in the past so I'm pretty sure that uh, that uh, uh, that that he's confident uh, in using Nikola Jokic the right way, and that's Denver Nuggets basketball, if or if you want to call it Jokic ball. So, Jokic ball, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, because I, I always say like Jokic brought that our style of basketball to the Nuggets, and then they just let him. Then they formed sure. around him, and then they realized like, oh my god, this is easy and fun to play. And then everyone ad- adapted to to it, like, um, and you know, got the freedom to be like, "Hey, read the court, not just you know, you don't have to just sit in the corner if we tell you to." Like, you can cut, read Jokic, like you know, he taught you know, the famous like Adams list with BJ Dozier, being like t- teaching them to react and not just like roam around like aimlessly. Um, yeah, I, I agree. Like, it'd be, it'd be fun to see. How, I can't wait for the first game just to see how that looks. Because I've never, we've never seen it before. Basically, like in this, in this kind of, this kind of situation, like there's, all, there was always, that was the things that we always strong with guards. So there's always Bogdanovich, Teodosic. So it was a lot of ball movement and wasn't focused through him. It was he was involved, but it was 
a lot of just flex, you know, get get everyone the ball, move around, and and then heavy on the pick and roll with the guards, you know, making this ultimate decisions. So obviously, I'm, I would want, would want Bogdan to be on the team. Like it's that's I'm not saying he would be bad, but I'm saying even with Bogdan on the team, it would be we would see I think shift towards Jokic more, and then everyone else kind of fitting around him. And and what is a good thing about Jokic ball on the Serbian national team? It's a team made out of really high IQ players. It's because these guys, as I kid around a couple of weeks ago on the on the Serbian corner segment, I said it's just a bunch of white guys. There are no extreme athletes on these teams. So so these guys need to be really high IQ guys in order to be on the top level of That's European fair. basketball. So so yeah, you can rely on their IQ, even though you cannot rely really on them being high flyers and uh, maybe amazing finishers. That's fair. Although, although I will say, we'll talk about them. Kalinic and Lutrich are are really athletic, but I, I get what you mean. It's it's yeah. a lot of again, it's a lot of that what we talk about in you know Jokic type of guys. Like when you pick when their guys were picking players that would be intelligent enough to play around Jokic, and it's not. I mean, it's not just intelligence. It's not that you know other basketball players are dumb. It's just the style what they're used to oh, like we, we talk about just like getting used to that growing up with that system and and like you know being taught that way um it'll be fun i'm gonna be i'm excited let's let, let, what's what's next so i don't like jump into another topic yeah so accident. i i i think we can move now to vasa Mitic, yeah who is i think the second most important guy on this team he is a two-time euroleague mvp he's a guy that has yeah he's two-time po- finals and once regular season yeah that's right that's yeah. right and so so basically the best player in europe for the last two years yep uh, which is not a very common thing to be honest we had some guys like dan bodiroga like uh like nemanja bielica like uh, bogdan bogdanovic all of these guys used to be mvp mvps of euroleague but it's not very common to you know, look at but repeated, it's not very yeah. common to be a repeated mvp so it's a big big deal and Vasa is a guy. I I always say he's a guy with with like a twenty five uh, f- pound cojones in his shorts. He's a guy who is so so clutch. He is he can play both uh, guard positions. He's uh, he's really just a really really good player. He's pretty big. He's six five, so he won't be harassed on defense as well. What do you think is the best way for Serbian team to use Vasa Mitic in this tournament? You want to switch the switch the picture while I? Yeah, I don't say. think I have a picture of Vasa for oh, some okay. reason. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Well, so the th- th- yeah, you're right with him with with clutch uh, stuff, and that's that was interesting. He had an interesting career too. Like he wasn't uh, right. He was like right off the bat. I, I played against him. Because uh, we're the same age, so we're in the Bel- Belgrade. One year, my team, like smaller team, qualified for the higher up league, and he was in there. And and I don't even know if he played both games against us. He was basically probably one game, and then the other game was like these are scrubs. I don't need to play against uh, both games, so they were like resting, you know, load managing and stuff. He was really good. I mean, remember then I went to see him and uh, you know against another team of our age, and I mean it was amazing. But thing with him, and then he was supposed to be much better. Then he had. The thing in Europe that, that is kind of interesting more than the NBA is that you can have a trajectory like a high, high recruited, you know, parallel with college, like high recruited 
guy that doesn't pan out immediately. But then there's enough room to breathe. There's enough clubs, enough leagues that you can reset your career. Like Bo- Marjanovic was like that, like, you know, for, for, for people that weren't aware of his career as well. Like he was high and then he was bought by a big club and then he had to like go back to Mega and like basically rehab his like career. And then he was the MVP of the EuroLeague and then he went to the NBA. So with Vasa, it was kind of similar. He was Bayern Munich, then went to Red Star, really wasn't even shooting well in Red Star, wasn't that great. Got to Turkey, like a small club, a couple of small clubs. Then also went to Zilgiris, worked with great coaches. And now he become you know, he becomes the, you know, twice best player in EuroLeague at 28 years old. So that's, that part is really like admirable to just to know, so people know his trajectory of how, why he now he's full of confidence and because he had to work to get there. It wasn't just here it is. Uh, so I, I, and his role is going to be interesting. I, I liken his role to Jamal Murray, and I hope that's the role that he can have uh, because we've seen him. He played Final Four in Belgrade. Like you would see some of the moves, you know, step back three for the win, like in the semifinal game. Like it was yep. do or die stuff. And I hope, and he had decent guys to play pick and roll with in uh, Amadolu Efes where he played. And obviously you get now Jokic and you get Milutinov to like pair up with him, whoever, for the pick and roll. That's like two best centers for that style of play in the world, in my opinion. So uh, I, I really, I'm really excited again to see him. He has, he has a little bit of the fire in him too. Like he's, uh, he can get nervous. So hopefully that the, you know, he won't go too far into like negative when something doesn't go well. Uh, he had up, ups and downs during the season in EuroLeague, fight, you know, some of the coaches' disagreements and stuff. But ultimately, like, he's so good that it, the coach couldn't even, like, bench him for, like, some of the attitude stuff. Um, it's it's well, basically a classic Serbian stuff. Like, it's just hot, you know, like, like, I'm so wired up to play. Like, then he kind of spills over. Um, that's, like, the it's – it's hard to explain. Like, the Jokic is the mellow guy <laughs> uh, in, in Serbian standards. So that's that's why you know Vasa. That's why I think he is he obviously. That's why we said he's the second most important guy. Like I was expecting a lot of pick and rolls, creation, even if off ball at some points, depending on the lineups. But overall, great. What do you think? Hopefully, we will not see a lot of minutes without Nikola and Vasa off. You know, off the court. Mm-hmm. I hope we will see at least one of them for all 40 minutes in every, you know, game that is close enough for that. And I mean, mm-hmm. if it's just a blowout, of course, it's yeah. a different thing. But but yeah, as you said, Vasa should work, work really well with Nikola Milutinov as well. So you have that kind of stagger of your starters. And uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty sweet. How, how do you feel about Nikola Jokic uh, playing next to... Next to uh, Yaramaz or maybe uh, um, Nedović as a like, as a second uh, tier uh, point guard. Yeah, let's say. yeah, yeah. Nedović is is int- interesting because I don't think you should let him play too much on a point guard or like burden him too much with creation. Uh, I think he's more like let's just give him ball to score. So I would like at least have you you know if if they're on the court together, have at least another creator with. Uh, with Nedovic there, so he doesn't get over overwhelmed with um, d- decision making. Because if he has to set up the whole offense, then it's a little bit, tr- I think, a little bit of trouble. Uh, you want him to be at the finisher, like you know, downhill toward towards the basket or just a shooter. 
Um, but with Jokic, uh, the thing is that's what we talked about always here. Like everyone can play with him. I ju- yeah. I legitly think so. And I th- <laughs> you think don't need an actual yeah. point guard, really. Yeah, and I think he's at that point where we uh, we had an interview with Ogun Stakovic that, that that we played today in our channel, and we had on our Nugget Serbia uh, Twitter. I had some uh, transcribed, translated stuff, and one of them was uh, what changed in the last two years is the leadership, and it, and it's one of those like we, it's not advertised all that often. We we assumed it's better. Some guys were saying he talks, but it always sounds like a cliche. But coming from like the assistant coach one of his like best friends that that was the first thing he gravitated towards. Like he wasn't talking about, Oh, he like scores every time. So he's like, first things like he's a better leader. Like yeah. he's now not just a great player. He's, he's a great leader. And I hope that, well, I think that also will translate into Serbia. Like he's very mellow and stuff, but when the, when actually tournament starts, I think he'll take over. So I don't think that you're right. Like you might not need a point guard traditionally. Like he might be able to set up stuff and then you just need guys to, be able to read and that's that's or or finish like so i think that, that that'll be fine and I, I you're right with two of them should always play and then i think also kind of like the nuggets like it's a 40 minute game so i would think either of them should always be out of the court like you don't want both of them on the bench yeah. uh so i think like you know if Jokic goes out Milutino comes in you have vasa and Jokic comes back in vasa can go rest you have Jokic with other guys so i think that's that's like also you have you know we, we'll talk about kalinic lucic uh, they can both create, so we can move on if you want. I don't know yeah, yeah, sure. We, we'll be talking about uh, some other guys now, but we'll you, we'll circle back to Nikola Jokic often, and it's it's the NVR Nuggets podcast. So what you gonna do? So yeah, well, yeah, it's all. I mean, yeah, we have to because it's all centered like how they fit against the best player, like it or, or with best player. Yeah, so this is yeah. You can you, you want Nikola Kalinic, Nikola Kalinic, who played for Red Star Belgrade last season. He'll be playing in Barcelona next yes. year, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he is amazing. He is an amazing player. I was actually pretty surprised that he played for Red Star last year because I'm sure he had a much wealthier offer for somebody else. Because he is, he really is one of the, I don't know, top ten European player might be too low on him i don't know what you how you feel about him he's an amazing guy he plays the three he plays the four he he can play as a bit of a two i guess as well he can guard from one to four all of them i think (laughs) maybe even one one to five especially in europe yeah yeah especially in europe really really great guy he's also pretty clutch he can hit some really uh, important shots as well you see him as a starter uh, on this tournament, right? Yeah, no, no question. So with him is he's also one of those guys that was plucked out of obscurity uh, by by a late Dusan Ivković, one of the coaches that we won you know a few medals with. He was just in a regular Serbian league team. He was on the university national team for Serbia, so wasn't even on the pro side of the national team. Then he got plucked. It was a bad championship, you know, bad European championship for us, 2013. But the most positive thing that came out was him. That oh wow, he's like one of those. It's like a glue guy type, like every, all the dirty work uh, connector between you know your front front backcourt, obviously defense, uh, athleticism. Like he had one of the best, like uh, one of the most, you know, fist pumps, yelling yelling off the couch, like jumping out from the couch plays I've ever seen was. 2010, uh, 2014 against Greece. That's where you're talking about Greece hasn't won. <laughs> Basically, like that was the ender. 
for one of the first games of the uh, first plays of the of the of the quarterfinals, I think he gets the ball in the fast break. Greece has a stacked team. We're we're coming as the last team in our group qualifying to the quarterfinals. So they're the first team in their group. We're the last. They're the favorites. Kalinic comes out one of the first plays of the game. I think it was zero zero might have been or like two zero for for someone. He dunks over one of their best centers, like a yeah. legendary Barosis. Yeah, over it was over. Like we we won easily. We got on, you know, when played against America in the finals, it was unbelievable. So he's that guy. The reason you said you weren't, you know, it was surprising that he got to Red Star. Very smart move because he got the chance to be a playmaker in Red Star, not just oh you're gonna be our defender three and D type. Well, he's not a great shooter, but like defensive cutter, you know, all around guy. Like he was actually okay. We're gonna create from you awesome in the low post like i watched him live when i was in serbia over the over the winter break unbelievable even though he can't shoot like he's such he demands such gravity around him again with Jokic, defensively reads all the stuff can cut uh awesome like i said awesomely and can dunk over guys in the baseline so in passage for him said he's the most important player in our national team uh and he wasn't wasn't a surprise obviously it's one of those like you know, type of analytical type of like, yeah, Jokic is the best player, of course, but then the most important, like, that's going to get you the get you to the gold is, is a player like him, player like Kalinic, and again, another Nikola. So I have three of them right now. Yeah. Uh, you, you you can even say that he's kind of the Aaron Gordon of this yeah. team. Yeah, yeah, and what yeah. is interesting is that the next guy, Vladimir Lutic. He is also kind of the Aaron Gordon, Aaron Gordon. of this team. Yeah. Yeah. So both of Although these he guys, better. yeah, he is a better shooter than Kalinic. But I mean, I would say that these guys together playing in the starting lineup would be kind of like Aaron Gordon and Michael Porter, even though either of these guys are not even remotely. You know close how to it would be? I think could have a shot. It's Aaron Gordon, Mikhail Bridges. <laughs> that's kind of like if you put them together, you know, with Jokic. That's kind of the. The style of yeah. Eve Lucic is even, I think, even more decisive on offense. But that would be like if the NBA you want to translate the type of player. Yeah. It's like Mikhail Bridges, Aaron Gordon, and then you have them around Jokic. Like just imagine the possibilities uh, on defense with with two of them, and then the runouts and leakouts and dunks and cutter, you know, cutting. It just I'm I'm so excited. These that's why I'm like I'm so giddy. I was waiting for these two guys to start talking about their fit with Jokic because. I'm so excited, and the the info that we got—they uh, were great, obviously together. Like in practice, they were just all over the place, like controlling everything. Again, with Jokic's communication and calling out stuff, uh, and their quickness as well. Like it's it. I'm I'm. That's the trio I can see. You know, obviously Vasa is important. We said why and the ball handling, but this trio can get you to the to the title. Like, I really believe that. Yes, Vladimir Vucic is a, le- a legend of Partizan Belgrade, and he's also a legend of Bayern Munich, where he's playing for many years now. He is right now, I think, 33 or 34 years old. But is he really he is, that old? Yeah, he That's is. That's crazy. Yeah, he is. and But he's still like, like our Jeff Green, I might say. So he's yeah. an older yeah. guy, but he's super athletic for a, for a, you know, a Serbian Yeah, he's 33. Uh, wow. 33, yeah, yeah, I know. But he's playing forever, man. He he used to play for Partizan like 15 years ago, so no, yeah, it's not, yeah. a big, not a big surprise for me. Vladimir Lutic and Nikola Kalinic, you should, oh, everybody should uh, 
focus on these two guys because they're going to make great things. They can guard, like Kalinic, Lutic also can guard guards and forwards and whatever. I don't know about the the real fives, but other than that, a really great defender. And I'm really, really excited to see. They didn't start together on this game against Montenegro today, but uh, I, I think yeah. at, at one point we'll see those guys yeah. together. They don't start, they might have, even though, yeah, even though we always say point. it's not a big deal who starts, it's a big deal who finishes yeah, yeah. the games. So even if we don't love the starting lineup, that doesn't mean that that's the lineup that will play the most minutes or whatever. Exactly. These guys are not fighting for contracts, playing for yeah. national team. They're they're fighting for their for gold, yeah, comrades, it. and yeah. the gold. And yeah. Lutic always had like knock on wood, like hopefully he's just completely healthy. He always had the unfortunate situation that every that's time right. he gets the national team, he's he's hobbled or gets re-injured because he's so u- utilized everywhere he goes. He's so good that the people the teams can't afford to like have him play for only 25 minutes he plays r- routinely over 30 and is you know in you know it does a lot of stuff and his style of plays like he just dies for the ball like he will dive in the in the stands like he will you know, you know defensively he doesn't take off a beat you know running always so he has like style of play just expand you know expends him uh, throughout the year, and then the time by the time national team comes around, he's never 100%. So hopefully this time he was hurt during the season a little bit. So hopefully he'll, he's completely healthy to show what he can do because he also had a lot of games this year where he also created not just three and D. So that's you know it almost like it was gearing up. Well, both of these guys were gearing up to play against Jokic, just all over, you know doing doing extra stuff. And it, I'm I'm so excited. Like as everyone can see, I'm giddy about these two. Yeah, and I really hope he'll stay healthy. If you remember, he was the one of the guys missing from that 2017 team that played the Eurobasket. They won the silver medal. But if Vladimir was there, it would be a gold medal. I mean, that, no questions asked. That, that freaking that 2017 was was one of the craziest. We had like five, six guys missing, and one of and the second string point guard that turned into a star got hurt in the final game yeah. against Slovenia. So yeah. that was just like. A lot of caveats for that Slovenia win. It was too much. Also, Luka too much. got hurt, so yeah. Yeah. Also, Anthony Randolph is a legend <laughs> of Slovenia. But what <laughs> you gonna do? Okay, let's move on. This let's guy, yeah. Nikola Milutinov. So That's he third, looks. Yeah, this is the third Nikola. Yeah, he is the third Nikola. He is, or maybe the second. I don't know. He no, I mean, but I mean, we, the one we mentioned. It's the third yeah. one we mentioned today. Sure. So look at this guy. He looks like a star of this the TV show Vikings. Yes. So he is such a he is such a specimen. He he is the top level center in Europe for the last 10 years or something. Maybe not 10 years. He's like 27, 28, I want to say. Yeah, he's my age right too. Now. He's 28. Yeah. yeah. Last but five, a, last five, he's probably like let's say safely say five-ish yeah. years. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Great player, also also legend of Partizan Belgrade. I don't know why I'm mentioning that, but <laughs> he he will be Nicola's uh, substitute. I hope we will not see a lot of minutes of Nicola and Nicola together in the lineup. But you know what? Depends. Depends. It on who... might be a smart idea for certain teams like France. Yeah, they're they're we'll smart. They, these two are yeah. these can they can work because they worked 
in the 2019 after we eliminated and played those qualifying. Yeah. It was just, it wasn't a problem that Jokic was four, whatever, five. Like it was just the other stuff around, like the style of play, not just the position. I, and it, that was like reported here, like, oh, if he was playing a four, it was under underutilized. Underutilized that to four too. Like it was just basically spreading, you know, yeah. spreading the court and like spacing. And it wasn't that, you know, when anybody, but when, he got the ball more and Militino was with him. That was poetry too. Like high lows with two of them, like, and, you know, pick and rolls with two bigs, like it, people didn't know what to do with them. So it's amazing. And this guy, he, did we say like, it's one of those funniest things. Like he's Jokic's like sub. He's like a second string center. It's basically like when you, when you, you find it funny that Embiid's a second team all NBA because you have Jokic ahead of him. Yeah. This guy is like, unbelievable one of the best rollers in pick and roll in europe again in the last like whatever like 15 years probably since like mike batiste in my opinion uh and again defensively unbelievable smart he has he has you know smooth smooth hand like most of serbian players do uh it's again it's funny that he's your substitute like you might be improving on defense when he got when Jokic subs out and he comes in you go back to like the traditional European style, like a lot of pick and roll and handoffs and stuff, you know, more mobility again, I guess he had injury problems a lot, even this season. That's the only thing that like messes him up every year to not to win an MVP or something. Just like he tweaks stuff in his body often. So that's the, that's the fear now, but he should be at least for that second string um, center. He should be dominant enough against other guys that are, not the first center. So even if he's not hundred percent, so I'm, yes, he's also great. I mean, that's unbelievable. That's the thing is like that front line for Serbia is great. We didn't even mention like Bielica yet. And he's a champion and he's not, he's just like an afterthought compared to these guys. Yeah. We'll, we'll explain that yeah. in, in a minute. So next guy, Oh, this is a small photo. Sorry about this. So this is Ognjen Dobric, who is a guy I would I would love to see yeah. in the starting lineup or playing a lot of minutes. Red, Red Star Legend. <laughs> Red Star Legend, Dogen Dobrich, yes. He'll be playing in, in Russia next year, right? I thought he's I thought he's in no, I think he's in Red Star again. Oh then that's Davidovac. Sorry, that's Davidovac. Yeah, sorry. maybe. Yeah, yeah. 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 All those Red Star players look the same to me. Sorry. So <laughs> I'm just kidding. So uh, <laughs> Dobrich is a really, really good defender. And if you have Dobrich and Vasa Micic as your backcourt, you can feel pretty confident that you will have a, a good perimeter contain, containment on this uh, Eurobasket. Do, do, do you have uh, a lot of thoughts about Dobrich? Uh, his I, role? I, I, can, I can you make a parallel to a Denver Nugget player, maybe? Uh, he would be... I mean, like Gary was kind of how he was. Uh, maybe if it was a, more more of a small forward right now, it could be the Bruce Brown Bruce type. Brown, maybe yeah, yeah. he he's one. Yeah, he's one of those like old school guys for Serbia. Like the uh, we call you know the dogs. We call them like you know their their dogs. He again. He it was a scrimmage yesterday. My friend told me he like dove into the stands. Uh, he dove into the there was advertisements on the side of the the court in the arena. He dove into that at a scrimmage. So that that should tell you. Um, he's shoot, sh- you know, shooter, great shooter, lefty. Um, again, le- Red Star legend. Like my friend loves it. My friend is like so conflicted now because he wants him healthy for the Red Star season that he almost <laughs> doesn't want him to be in the national team just so he can be healthy for Red Star. 
Uh, but yeah, I watched uh, again. I watched him live. He he was battling some stuff this year, so he wasn't 100 percent during the season. But hopefully during the summer, he's he's much better. Uh, so I hope. I don't know if that's the thing. Is is, is there's a lot of these scorer guards types on the team, and I don't know if he'll start. But he might close some games. I wouldn't be surprised because again, he can shoot. It was funny. I did play. I I remember playing against him when really young. We were in like sixth, seventh grade, seventh eighth grade maybe, and we, he was in like a really small club. We used to beat him like 30, 40 points. But he was always like score all of their points, and then he got picked out of there outside of Belgrade into into the Red Star, uh, Red Star stuff. And again, like he he he. he Kyle and H. Lucic, if you want to have a defensive lineup, you want them on, on your team. Like, you don't want to – you don't mess around with that because some of the other guys are good defensively. But all in all, these Euro baskets, uh, World Cups and stuff, they're so condensed in in games in, in so many days. Defense is the thing that travels, like always. And you don't want to lack the lack that area. We Because we saw 2015 when we were – offensive juggernauts and we were look like we we're going to destroy everyone. We were offensively oriented team more. And then once, you know, the shot stops at some point, cause it's, you know, five days in a row of playing games, you have to have a defensive team. So again, Spain proved that in 2019 as well. And uh, so that, that's why you're right. That's why we put him on the list. He might, that's, he probably will at this point go cause there's not a lot of players to put ahead of him, especially with that skill. But, he might not even go, and and we're putting him in an important spot. Yeah, well, well, let's hope he goes because we need that yeah, defensive yeah. juice. Yeah. And another guy, the last guy we'll be talking about uh, today on Serbian national team. Why is this not moving? Oh, let me let me check. Yeah. Okay. So it's Nemanja Bjelica, and you might be surprised at this because. You know, he is the second NBA player on this team, even though he will not be playing in the NBA next season. He signed for Fenerbahce in uh, Turkey yeah. next year, the, the place where he used to be the EuroLeague MVP like seven, eight years ago, maybe a bit less than that. He is a great player. He is uh, one of the smartest players ever to play uh, from Serbia. He used to play everything from point guard to, I guess, center in recent years as well. Yeah. Yeah. And you can imagine, he's also the rescue story. He used to play somewhere uh, in nowhere, Austria, before actually Coach Pesic took him out of that uh, hell of unknownness and bro- brought him to Red Star. And Yeah, it was in Vienna playing for like a team. <laughs> Yeah, like like nobody knew about him, not nothing about him, and Coach Pesci just took him, took him. Yeah, to... it was crazy. I mean, sixty-eight guys like yeah, he play point guard. Like he was legit. Like there wasn't like oh, he was a Jokic playmaker type. No, he was, no, he was like, a real. Point here's guard. the ball in your hands. You're gonna get it across the half court line. Initiate offense. Do that stuff, and it was it was it's insane. That's why one of my biggest like, I'm so sad that he went to the NBA eventually, or like at least went to the Wolves. Because I used to love watching him play, and he was so athletic. And I sent like Brandon, you know, Brandon Vote, and uh, I don't know if we sent Adam his highlights and stuff. So like, just look, because again, people laugh at him sometimes, like, oh, he's holding up against Tatum, or like he's he's following guys good on defense and all that, and always oh, just like chucker, like he shoots and whatever he gets the ball. Just like watch some of his highlights and like from the 2015 season, I think that's when he or 2013, 14, 
where he yeah. was the MVP. It's unbelievable. He's dunking on guys like, and it's not, oh, it's Europe, so it's whatever. Like he's dunking for real. Like those guys are like real, like creating, reading off, you know, reading off the ball stuff, like shooting. He was all around player, and then he goes to the Wolves, and he's he was cursed for a few years to watch Zach Levine do his thing in a second unit, and then goes to Sacramento, and again, like by that point, he's already bulkier, gets a little more weight on, and then he's just a four. But that was. But again, like it sucks because now he's like maybe his time has passed. Like who knows if it be might be better off without him at some point because the last few times he was on, like he's still the oldest, and so it, it will be interesting to see if Jokic kind of defers sometimes to him, um, or or he's finally like okay, I'm going to do the stuff I was doing in Golden State, you know, be that useful there. Um, I'm I'm ex- not I'm excited I'm excited to see how how it's going because he could be really useful. But also, I'm trep- uh, trepidatious because there can be like negative side effects to him being the oldest and most experienced on this team. Uh, be like, hey, I want to be the main guy. So, like, hopefully, that's not the case. Yeah. Also, at the age of 35, he's not super mobile anymore. Yes, so yeah. it's not it's not the great pairing next to Jokic. But we'll see. I'm sure Coach yeah. Pesci. Hopefully, the hopefully the injury today isn't like super serious. At least, at least want him want him on the camp to have him as an option. Like I don't want injuries to decide what our team is going to be eventually. So that's right. That's and you, we already lost one legend mid camp in Teodosic. I, I hope yeah. we will not lose in a similar matter yeah. another legend because that wouldn't be great for the atmosphere. Okay, let's. Grab on the second burek for today, and that is the favorites for the for the this Eurobasket. We already spoke about uh, spoke about Greece, yeah. So we'll speak about another three countries that, uh, in no particular order, that I want to mention in this vein. First one is France. Okay. France is a very interesting thing. They have Evan Fournier. They have Rudy Gobert. They have. Thomas Ertel, they have Timothy Luavu Cabarro, they have Tio Maledon. Uh, uh, friend Nilekina actually got hurt. He will not be playing at this uh, Eurobasket. And also Victor W. Victor Vembanyama. He's also not playing on the on the. Yeah, uh, he's that, I don't think he, honestly. I don't know if what he would do there because Gobert. Is sure, he, he would probably be like like eleventh or twelfth guy on this. But it would be an interesting experience for him. I would like him to get that, but I don't know what happened there. It it's possibly that just his his team said no, no, no. Uh, uh, I Maybe, mean, yeah. you know, you know, we don't want to risk anything before the next year's draft or whatever. So, uh, so Victor W is not playing. How do you feel about Team France? Do you do you feel they they should be on the top of the list of favorites yeah, or not? Yeah, on paper, like I'm I'm gonna have them in the semifinals, um, losing to us, I think, because <laughs> they're on the, <laughs> if we go number one in the uh, number one in the in the bracket, like yeah, I, they're on paper. They might have you know they could very very, very well win. Problem is they've had this, these type of teams before and they never do. Uh, so as far as we talked about Spain being like right by reputation, they're always taken seriously. France is, yeah. When you lose to a Spain team with like a forty-year Pau Gasol being the main guy in your in Paris, when you have, I think at that point still Tony Parker might have been playing, and um, yeah, it's twenty fifteen, yeah, uh, and and Gobert and all this like a stacked team, and you still lose to Pau Gasol at, with like gray hair, like it was basically retired at that point, and he was still dominating you. 
that's why you have to still earn it. Like again, the same thing for us. Like we have to earn it. We haven't won a gold. That's right. That's um, right. We haven't won a gold in yeah, twenty yeah. years. Yeah. So that them is like, yeah, I see him on paper, but I don't know. We'll see. Um it's it's interesting. Uh with yeah, who's the next Slovenia? Yeah, I'm Slovenia, assuming. Slovenia, so Luca. What, what, what do you think about France? Are you same on my page? Or? Yeah, it, I'm similar like you. France had like on paper a much better team than Serbia for several years, and they never beat us. So, uh, did they? No, they didn't. Yeah, I don't. I don't think they Can't did. Remember, what what yeah. happened in back in two thousand five? Well, that's way back. I'm talking about recent. Yeah, years yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe then. I don't remember. I think we were always but on the other side no. of them because we played that 2015 was. I think they might have beat us for bronze because it was Spain and and. No, that Lit- was Lithuania. That was Lithuania. Lithuania beat bronze. us, but then on the other side, I think Spain beat them in the semis. Oh, you might. And then be they right. beat us for the bronze. Maybe you that might was be it. right. Yeah, yeah, you might be right. That's right. That's right. But they, but, but they lost like really comfortably to Spain, and Spain then won against Lithuania in the final, I think, and it was it's weird. I don't know. Yeah, uh, sure. so I you know I still want him to I still need him to need to see it to completely believe it because again it's you can throw as much money into player development and you can have good generations but so far I mean I've seen I think Thomas Hertel made like catastrophic like mistakes like, you know this year in Euroleague uh, for Real, for Real Madrid I think against Unix Casa and like just turnovers like second grade style turnovers in the clutch so like I, I'm still I want to see them in the clutch. Uh, and, and obviously, if they don't even get to the clutch minutes, and if they're that dominant, fine. But I really want to see that. They were good in, in the Olympics, like they were in the final. So uh, it would be, it'd be really interesting. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Next up, Slovenia. So, this guy called Luka Doncic, I guess he's pretty good. Yeah. They have Goran Dragic back after how many years of not playing? Now he's back. Well, he's probably five. I think 2017, they won the. The, yeah. the gold and he didn't play since then. Yeah, he is 62 now, but still a great <laughs> player. They have Mike Toby, American guy who is Virginia a baby. Threat. Yeah, he he used to play for Real Madrid, right? This is how I, don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I know. I watched him in Virginia. He was. Uh, he he's was a really good. Player. He's a really good oh, player. Great. Next I, mean, to he's... I mean, a lot of guys look really good next yeah, to Luka. Yeah, right? he was crazy. He was he was partying with them, singing like songs in Serbia and stuff. It was funny as hell. Yeah, yeah, they're good. I have them. It's interesting because they're in the same group as France. In the same group as France, and if that oh, happens, I, I haven't mentioned all of the guys. Listen, this oh, this yeah, guy, yeah, yeah. Vlatko Chanchar. That's fair. Yeah, fourth guy, Vlatko Chanchar. What are we doing? Vlatko Chanchar <laughs> is a superstar on the EuroBasket, and then we have Zoran Dragic, who is Goran Dragic's brother, who is excellent player, excellent point guard, and they have Clement Prepelic, who. Killed Serbia back in 2017. But then didn't do anything in the next five. <laughs> and after that, he flopped against. Because uh, yeah, he got he it? got a Real Madrid contract and and then. Yeah, and also, also Slovenia didn't make the 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 finals in the Olympics because he got blocked by 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 who blocked his shot in the well, last in France, second. right? Someone from France. Yeah, against France. Yeah, it was. Was Batum uh, playing? Batum, yeah, Batum blocked his. Is his Batum shot. playing in the in the team? No, he's not. No, he's, he's not. not. Okay, Oof, that's Batum good. Is not playing. No. That's good. But yeah, so he's so it was interesting. I, I was filling out the bracket uh, with with a with a friend of mine on a, on a different sh- podcast, and apparently, so I have him. I have them second in that group. You know, losing to France in the group stages, but being second in the group, that means. They're meeting 
they would meet Greece in the quarterfinals if they're second in their group and Greece is first in their group. And that's like, I have them losing to Slovenia, losing to Greece in the quarterfinals. And obviously I might be wrong completely or like, they, you know, if they're first in their group, then they don't meet yeah. Greece. So you know, they wouldn't yeah. meet Greece until they're on the opposite side completely. Then. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, it, that, that would be an interesting like t- twist because then you have France and, and you have Slovenia basically if they're going to be on the which side of the bracket. Because if they're on, if they were first and we're first, we're on the same side with Slovenia, but can't meet, I think, until the semis. So that would be also crazy meeting them in the semifinal. Or on the other side, you would have France and uh, and Greece playing very early, uh, or Greece being second, and they go on the other side. <laughs> that kind of stuff. Like it, it's very it's very fascinating. It's like twenty four teams now, for me, like too much. But yeah. it's like Netherlands and Hungary and a lot of like these teams. They're just like, eh, I don't know. Uh, it'll, be, it'll be it's it's crazy. I don't think I've seen jockeying for first or second place be that important i think on the on the bracket side because there's like there's like seven or eight teams that are you really don't want to meet like you want them to meet each other and then yeah it's it's, yeah, it's the a Croatia big... is still there like you know they're in the downward spiral but like i i have them in the quarterfinals still like i still think something is going to click with them like i believe um and it, it'd be interesting i mean it's I, i'm excited i'm so excited i can't we, we should meet a really really good team in quarterfinals Unless you know somebody uh, of those top teams completely flops and loses the the top sixteen game, we'll talk yeah. about it yeah. in a, in a couple of minutes. Let's move to. Uh, by the way, I'm much higher on Slovenia than you are. I'm kind of the most. No, scared. I'm high. I just I just they're just I, in a group with France. Like yeah, for me, yeah. for me, they are like the biggest obstacle for Serbia. I would be so nervous for the for the game against Slovenia. Because I think Luca, Luca's game is really good for FIBA basketball as well. I don't think he will he will lose anything moving to FIBA roles. But we'll oh see. yeah, yeah. We'll no, see. Lucas. Yeah, well, someone asked first. It was funny. Someone uh, I was looking through the chat. Forgot to put it on on the on the other side. Someone said Mikhail Bridges plus Aaron Gordon signed him immediately. I didn't mean like they're as good as these guys. I'm saying that type of guys. Yeah, the yeah. type of players, yeah. Uh, and someone asked in uh, in the chat too, is who's uh, who's guarding Luca if they're playing against us? It's either Kalinic, I think, my Kalinic or Lutrich. Like, oh, Lutrich, and that's yeah. not. I'm not. I'm not unhappy about it. It's not you're putting. You you have ten fouls by Kalinic and Lutrich. But, yeah, and then they're really like they're really it's physical game, and I you know, obviously no one guards Luca, but the problem is like guarding everyone else. You don't want everyone else to to also like be good. So well, again, those are. Obviously, those are tough questions, and we'll see how even even if we get there, like who knows, maybe something doesn't work with us, and we don't even make it. So make it that far. Yeah, let's so we'll move see. to let's move to Spain. So they have a younger roster than they used to have. They have a Lorenzo Brown, who is a Red Star legend. <laughs> yeah, he used to play. He's now playing for Maccabi, I think. He used to play a bit for Wolves and for Raptors. They also have. Rudy Fernandez, who is, I think, 55 right now. Like a bionic elbow. So for guys that watch the NFL, uh, it's Rob Gronkowski type level, uh, type elbow <laughs> elbow pad. Like, just... come on, people people remember Rudy Fernandez. Come on, he no, no, but he wasn't. He wasn't. He was just. He didn't have that stuff. Like now, oh, he's, yeah, like, that's it's right. unbelievable. That's right. Like it's just all over. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> Yeah. Also, Usman Garuba, who who should be the defensive specialist for them. Uh, also, Hernan Gomez brothers. 
So Bo Cruz and his brother. Yeah. And then there's Sergio Llull, who is still like a top player in Europe. I don't know what he. I don't know what they're giving him in the food, but he's. Yeah, he's so amazing. So he's like three hundred so years old too, and he's. He looks the same for like the last twenty years, and he's so so quick and and clutch. And he had a, he came back recently from like a big injury, as ACL or something. Yeah, it's like over thirty, right. and just still killing it. But yeah, I, I don't know. They're not as good. I don't think they're as good. Yeah. Like I think they're losing. I think I had him an upset against Germany. I, that, that was like a long shot because Germany has some. That's like a first round round of sixteen or quarterfinal something. Yeah. Um, so I think Germany, if they're France, I don't know. I get the whole team, but I think they have a decent team. And at their home, that's another thing. Like they will have, they'll play all their home games, like playoff and stuff. Uh, I'm not. I mean, Spain obviously again reputation. I'm giving him that, but if Juancho is like a big part of your 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 game plan and and Willie Henry Gomez I'm not that confident. I will so, not so I will yeah. not have that that on the Adrian Nuggets. Come on man. <laughs> have faith in our one show. I'm not I don't, like, I don't like Spain man. I'm that's I'm always <laughs> no, against I hate them. them. I, I hate them. them. Yeah. I hate everybody but one show. One okay, is still yeah. my guy. <laughs> I hate them. I think, with I think my, Abalde, my Abalde is there still. I mean he's playing uh I don't know who else is on the well, Roby is not playing. Yeah, no, he's not. Uh, he's well, not. he's not. I don't know if he's retired or not, but he's he had an ACL last yeah. year, so he's yeah. wouldn't be playing anyway. Um, so yeah, that's. I mean, I don't know. I don't have. I, I don't like him, so I don't want to give him any credit. There's one more team I want to give an honorary mention to, and that's Lithuania, because yes. you can never forget about Lithuania. Yeah. They will have Sabonis. They will have Valentunas. They will have Brasdeikis, who used to play in the Knicks. They have Jakubaitis, and honestly, Oof, that kid, man, Ooh, that's he's really awesome. good. He's really good. Outside of those guys, honestly, I don't know anybody. Oh, they know, you know, they sh- they can shoot like that. Of course, of course. <laughs> that's you don't need much. <laughs> yeah, Jakubaitis, man, Jakubaitis with with two of the guys. That's gonna be interesting because they had tried the two towers last time and they really didn't work. I think no, I don't think they made the Olympics either. That's I think that's what they lost against Slovenia. Yeah, they, they, they lost tried, against Slovenia. Yeah, yes. they tried two of them and they just didn't work. So I hope they like change it up a bit because I don't I don't want to see Valentunas and Sabonis together, and that would be like an interesting kind of like a Milutinov and Jokic situation, like who's subbing for whom. Uh, but Jokubaitis is one of those like he's the next next point guard for that team. Like, and they always have one that's like, okay, we have him. He'll organize us and get us an open shot. That's what we need. And if it if it goes, it's gonna be like a Houston, Utah type of thing. Like they're just gonna bury the hoop under three pointers, and and you can just throw your hands up and like give up kind of thing. But yeah, that, that you're right. That was a good honorable. I mean, there's a lot of th- like it's funny because there's a lot of teams that are good, but I think it's 24 is too much. We haven't gotten to like 12 teams that are like really really good. Like I don't need to see Bulgaria and and Hungary and like That's Israel's right. on the edge. Like there's Finland that's okay. Like there's marketing and some guys. Oh, like we'll the, mention we'll mention some Belgium of and well. yeah, Belgium and and Poland and Czech Republic. That's Czech Republic is also okay. I think they played against us. They might beat us in the group stages. I wouldn't be surprised. But it's it just again, there's I think too many teams um, for these type. This should be like a week long or like ten days every other day play. Like there's you know groups of four, you know round robin to go. To go past it, it's quarterfinals or you know first thing quarterfinals. You have four, four you know four wins to to the title and that's it. Like overall eight games in the tournament. Like you don't need 
this many teams. And now it's weird because now it's six, six, uh, four, four times six, and then four go yeah. through, but then it's knockouts right away, and it's just a weird. I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I don't. Europe FIBA is weird. I mean, it's tough. It's yeah. tough. It's gonna be. It's gonna be nine games in total in eighteen days. So. Who who survives that? He'll talk about it yeah. later on. So we are already seventy-two minutes in, and I want to squeeze in one more segment. Oh damn! Before, okay. Should have told before, me. Before Adam, before Adam shuts our electricity down. <laughs> so let's do one inat moment here. And why I'm saying inat? I think Serbia is going to need a lot of inat in order to win this because. I don't think anybody is really better than Serbia in this tournament, but I also don't think Serbia is better than these teams we already mentioned. So they'll need some uh, special oomph in order to 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 win the gold medal. And honestly, gold medal is the only thing that will actually make us happy. The other medals will say, "Yeah, it was a valiant effort. Good for them. I'm glad we got another medal in our in our chest." But Gold is what we're aiming for. <laughs> so let's see who what would be the path for Serbia to get to the gold medal. First of all, we have five opponents in the in the group. And uh, I don't know. I I want to say that Serbia will be number one seed after the group, not because I feel super comfortable that they can have five wins in five games at the beginning. It's just it's easier for me to construct the the seeds after that, you know, to, yeah, to, fair, to fair. see yeah, where, yeah. where we go. So for the top 16, and it might be a super hard match, to be honest, I see them playing against Croatia, Ukraine or Estonia. So those are the team I would predict would will fight for number four seed in their respectful group i have i had ukraine there i think you you had yeah, ukraine yeah. i mean i don't trust croatia so this is why i put them in the mix here as well even though they're on paper a much better team comparing to these two i mentioned also but if croatia slips to number four or if serbia slips to number two and croatia goes number three this is a viable matchup Croatia has Mario Hezonja, Hezonja time. They have Dario Saric, they have Ivica Zubac, they have Jalen Smith, who is playing in Alba in Berlin. And they also have Dragon Bender. I have to mention Dragon Bender because he is a favorite player of Dragon (laughs) Boat. He used to have a podcast called How to Train Your Dragon because of (laughs) Dragon Bender. And they also have the talented big in Carlo Matkovic. Let's just imagine this. Second in that group. Uh, I had them as an upset over Italy there in that group. Yeah, that, that's that's really possible. I don't trust yeah. Italy as well. Yeah, but we're, talking about the four, we're talking about the four seed now. Yeah, Ukraine, yeah. I think Ukraine. Yeah, even though Italy kicked our ass a year ago in the Olympic qualifiers. They're not good. I don't care. I, not I don't think they're good. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's possibly. So you think it will be Ukraine, right? Yeah, I think so. It's They have, I mean, they're, for that against Great Britain and Estonia, I think Mikhailuk and, and Alex Len is enough. I don't know what else they have, what other players they have. I think that that should be enough. Yeah, also Artem Pustovoy, I guess it's a pretty big. Yeah, probably, I'm, I'm assuming they have one like um, you know one naturalized player. Probably they usually do. 
I, I, I haven't have seen now, one yeah. to be honest on their on their uh yeah that's fine but, i mean i, but I, I think that's four because i don't know but great britain also like who knows with them like i don't even know who's technically from there so it yeah. could be like a bunch of players that we i don't care about great britain yeah, yeah. in yeah. estonia i don't even know they were in it so yeah. we'll, we'll see maybe the, the thing is there's always these these are weird because it's six teams in in a group so there's five games you play and who knows you might you might like mess up but uh, but again, you, you can drop to number three with only one loss. It's, yeah, it's yeah, insanity. Yeah. It's really, yeah. it's really intense. It's well, let's go on. Let's, I mean, let's say Ukraine. Okay. Okay. Ukraine. And we feel pretty confident about that. Yep. Quarterfinal. So it will be, if Serbia is number one in their group, it will either be Turkey, who should be number two in group A, as I, I predicted, or Lithuania or Germany, who I predicted would be B3. Okay, let me see. So it's Turkey or... Lithuania or Germany. Okay, I had. I think I had Lithuania there. Lithuania, yeah. That's, that's going to be a tough game. That's going to be a tough game. Because Lithuania can have a 18-0 run in, in two minutes if they hit six consecutive threes. Yep. That's really tough because... It's like March Madness. If you, I mean, I don't know if there are any teams that can really light up like that in March Madness, but in FIBA basketball, for sure, you can get a team scoring six of six in two yeah. minutes and completely I destroying your hopes. I remember if I had Lithuania fourth. Or, no, I think I had Germany on the other side. I think Lithuania. Yeah, you're right. Lithuania against Turkey. Yeah. Yeah. And if it's Germany, we need to mention they have Dennis Schroeder, they have Daniel Tice, they have Franz Wagner, Mo. He's I think, think Voitman is in there. I think he's on their team. Uh, there are some good players there. They're yeah, good yeah. players. Yeah, good coaches worked in Germany for the yeah, last yeah. years. Really good coaches, especially from from. I mean, uh, they have like, those, like, region. You know, those those guys that are like either in German league or like some of the in some of those like German German teams that are nearly like Obst and all these guys that are like yeah. not known, but they're they can do their job. <laughs> solid players. Solid yeah. players. Okay, so let's say we somehow skipped the quarterfinals. We've beaten Lithuania or Germany or whatever. Semifinals. So this is tough. So it could be Slovenia. It could be France, depending on who wins that group. Yeah, yeah. Either France or Slovenia. So if France wins that group, I think we're against France. If they also win out their side, yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And on the other side, it could be also Italy or Croatia if Croatia finished second in the group, like you mentioned. Mm -hmm. So technically, all of these teams could could be Serbia's opponent in the semifinals. You are mostly afraid of France or Slovenia equally in the right? semifinals. I mean, I mean. Yeah. I mean, finals. You're you don't want any of those teams. Like, it's, of course, of it's course like not. whoever gets there. Like, we lucked out that 2017 with Russia. Some we went on. We went on the other side somehow and got Russia in the semifinals. I think, or like we got easier route. And on the other side, it was Spain, Slovenia, France. I call these teams. So it's it's semifinals. I don't whoever it is can be tough. Like, I would probably play France rather. I don't know. Why. I mean, I could go bear Jokic stuff. <laughs> but and then rather than like play against Luca because Luca freaking wins all the time. So if we're gonna choose, let's go France. But and also I would rather want to play. I want to play Slovenia in the finals than in the semifinals. Rather, um, which I also think if they're the second and they play against Greece on the other side, I kind of have Greece on that side coming out. 
Okay. Right, we can have Greece on our side if they go. Right. Yeah, no. if they don't win, win out there, or we don't win out oh, our okay. games. Yeah. It's so many combinations, and I'm lucky. I'm happy actually about it because if you remember the 2014 World Cup, there were two big groups, yeah. and they've made that kind of draw so Spain could not meet US yeah, okay, yeah. before the finals, and then we yeah. beat them in the semifinals. So f you, Spaniards. Did we beat Spain? Yeah, we did. I thought we that did. was on the other. No, side. or was it France beat them? But Serbia went to the final. Yeah, we did. I forgot we, who we beat. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, you're, yeah, right, yeah you're, you're right. France beat Spain, and we beat France. Yeah, that's right. Something, Something like that. that. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, it's funny. Right. It's funny. Those, those. We always. The, it, it's always hilarious. In uh, whatever medal we won, the silvers we won in 2014, and then 2016, we were last in our group to go through to the quarterfinals. That's right. That's Both right. Both times, like Peanut, Olympics, we lost. Peanut, to, yeah, this Olympics, is the name of the second. Yeah, Olympics we lost to Australia, France, and America in the group stages. Got out our fourth, beat Croatia, and then got got freaking Australia in the semifinals and just ruined their lives. That was such an unlucky break for for Croatia, man. They yeah, they've no. been number one, They're number in their one group in their group yeah. for the first time in like forever. And then they meet Serbia. Yeah. Really bad break. But yeah, the 2014 was same way. We lost. Greece was number one in their side because uh, that was I think multiple. It wasn't just two groups. I think it was like four, four of four or something like that. And we played Greece in the quarterfinals, and that's what the dunk I mentioned. And then we played the other. You know, forgot who else. But even back in 2002, and that's the World Cup. I'm always bugging Adam and guys about. Yugoslavia was number three in their group and had to play Team US in quarterfinals because of that. So Inat is a big part of this. So tune in and and watch Serbia help us together win this gold medal. It would mean mean a world to Nikola Jokic. It would mean a world to everybody who is crazy about basketball and frankly to everybody in Serbia who is not crazy about basketball but will hop on the the hype the bandwagon yeah let's for do it. sure yeah, the this bandwagon. is this was a, yeah i haven't i haven't been here in a while so um so that's why we talked a little bit more i didn't know honestly i should have saw i should have seen the script beforehand just to see how many segments someone asked us do we know poku uh yeah we do and poku is not playing on the yeah but, but it's also there the last name of the so boris pokushevsky said that so i don't know if <laughs> Well, it's ah, just okay. the same name. Uh, oh, cool. So, yes, we know. But, yeah, no, Jovic, and we didn't say that Jovic and Pokushevsky didn't get a lot. We might have mentioned it. It's a long show. Um, yeah, yeah, I yeah. did mention it uh, yesterday or a week before yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, so it's it's not a big of a deal. I mean, I would love to have our young guns with the team as well, at least to get some experience with the older guys. But oh, what will be time. That's, yeah. So thank you everybody for for staying with us for these 83 minutes long, and I'm so happy Adam didn't turn out turn off our electricity, so we we managed to finish this off. Have a great weekend, everybody, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, everyone. Bye.